Welcome into Fantasy Unclean. I am your host, Rich Fiddler, joined as always by Scott Robley and Frodo Carvel. Gentlemen, how are we doing this evening? Howdy. I'm a little upset that I couldn't find my favorite energy drink, but my energy drink is in the color of the dolphins, so we'll take that as a win. <laughs> what, what, what was the flavor? What did it end up being? Ultra Gay Fiesta Mango. I don't, I don't think that's what it is. Ultra Fiesta Mango. Ultra Fiesta Mango. Okay, that's different. All right. Sorry, Monster. We want you to sponsor this. <laughs> Dude, that'd be dope to have Ultra a monster fridge gay. in here. Oh, I know. It would be pretty sweet. I'd like to have it in the back of the stream. Just be like, fuck. I fucking drink them on, t- on camera all the time. Yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, you saw my my mon- my mon- in my uh, your mom my, my pitch. Yeah, I saw your mom. My pitch for them. I held the can. I was like, Monster, if you like your... Your product to be seen by maybe two to ten people (laughs) (laughs) three times a week. Please send me free shit. By the same two to ten people three times a week. One of which, uh, two of which are in this room, and one is my mom. (laughs) Uh, You're gonna get a great deal on some sponsorship. Get in on the ground floor, though. Yeah, yeah, ten maybe twenty dollars a week, and you'll have a you'll have a solid. I I fucking played in the same lobby as Nick Merckx and finished just right behind them. (laughs) You're almost as good as Nick Merckx. Basically the same thing. I only had two less kills. I died less. Yeah, you did. I took less damage. I mean, one is Gulag, but <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> yeah, I was looking at our stats. Okay, so we found we found a website that gets you your uh, your uh, Warzone stats uh, broken down. What is it? WZ WZ rank Warzone w- rank. Yeah, yeah, yeah WZ rank dot com, and uh, it it. it Splits it out in super detailed format, um, and you can you know pair yourself with your uh, your teammates and everybody. And so we were looking at it all, and Rick was certain that he was the worst one on the squad, and honestly, so was I. And <laughs> <laughs> it turns out it's me. <laughs> I am the worst. So my gulag, my, my gulag this season. 26%. Dude, that's where it, that's the difference. I'm at 51. I cannot win in this Dude, gulag. Dude, I love this gulag compared I to the last one. I hate it. The last one I was at 80%. Last one was trash. Yeah. Yeah, Tic- but I was good at it. TikTok. TikTok. Oh, TikTok. yeah. Oh, TikTok. It, do you just lay down every time? No. Nope. What do you do? No. Nope. You know how. Notice I'm, how he didn't give me any of these tips while I'm sitting at 26% until now at well, the end of the in season. In all fairness, I didn't know you were having a rough time, but normally when you're having a rough time, you don't want any advice. That's true. It's true. <laughs> Immediately after, I want no advice. Exactly right. Uh, no. Um, I know you've watched multiples of my gulags because we, <laughs> all, watch, we all watch our gulags. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, but no, one side, d- depending on which side you're on, one side always has the building, the other mm-hmm. little building. I go to that every time. I, 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 I run to that door. Uh-huh. I look across to see if they're coming across. If they're not, and I don't see them, I go into that little side building and I creep up the steps. Okay. Because they're either doing the same thing or they're around that little circle across the way. Yeah, yeah. So you can sit there on that corner and you can watch the flag. And as soon as they come to the flag... You can hit him. I got killed by like that I, a couple I've seen times. you die. That I do that every time, and I'm at 51, percent and that's way better than the last time. So you know what? It's fucking working. Fuck, it's way better than me. I'm doing like I said, 26 percent. Really? I don't. I don't move to start out because I don't want them to know which way I'm going in any way whatsoever. Oh, I forgot to tell you. I was when that same thing of plunder. This girl, I kept killing. The girl character, I kept killing. She killed me like right before the timers ticked off on plunder. Yeah, and then she body shot me and teabagged me. Nice. I sniped her falling out of the air with the K Swiss headshot and killed her 
with like right before the timer ended. Nice. nice. I came nice. back and I'm like, fuck it, take a shot. That's Pop. awesome. I wish I could run up in the tea bag dirt, but she wouldn't see that. <laughs> <laughs> All uh, right, so we've got uh, some football to talk here. Yeah, it's good. Uh, uh, we got some news. Scott, you want to break down what we missed since we were gone last week? A couple of, couple of things broke last week. Uh, the first and most alarming thing was, I mean, most alarming for him, not anybody else, because everybody else was expecting it, was Carson Wentz went down with a foot injury. In fact, it wasn't that he had a new injury. It's that he had an old injury that finally crept up. So he broke his foot in high school, and a chunk of the bone was more or less just sitting around, floating around in his, in his foot. Uh, well, it finally started to give him trouble, uh, naturally, right before uh, camp. So, uh, or week one or week two of camp. So he is—he uh, uh, was originally expected to be out um, something like five to twelve, five weeks. to twelve weeks. Um, Basically, I, I watched a thing on it. Basically, the five to twelve weeks is because. Uh, they can't tell in the MRI. There's either a tendon or something in the bone or in the foot where it, when that bone breaks that they, that he had the issue with, uh-huh. um, they can't tell in an MRI whether or not that's damaged. Okay. Basically, if that's damaged, then it's the longer aspect. Twelve weeks. If it's not damaged Shorter and it's range. just the broken the broken bone, just they the go bone. and repair it. Yeah, yeah. Then it's it's closer to the five weeks. Okay. They went in. Didn't have any, according to reports, didn't have any other issues. It was yeah. a, it was a solid, easy repair, so it should be closer to the five weeks. So Carson Wentz may be available close to the start of the season. And what I read is that they're they're kind of keeping an eye on it right now for the next week or two before they make any moves because uh, there's some obvious trade targets out there. Marcus Mariota is being the number one. Uh, you know, talked about one uh, besides maybe Nick Foles. Um, I don't think anybody, any organization would want Nick Foles on his contract um, as, and certainly I don't think Carson Wentz wants yeah, Nick Foles about, around. Talk about how much that would fuck up his day. Oh, dude, his head, it would, it, oh, no. Uh, Gardner Minshew has been uh, mentioned, and then, of course, Jimmy Garoppolo out of California, who we'll talk about a little bit later. Um uh, I, I, it doesn't sound like they're going to have to do it though. At this point, yeah. um, he is, uh, I think what you might see is you might see somebody try and make a trade for one of these guys as a backup because these are all backup quarterbacks right now. Mm-hmm. You might trade for him now. So that way you've got somebody to back up Carson Wentz who will eventually go down again this season. Um, if it ends up being a longer, uh, uh, longer time that he's out um, and it starts creeping into the into week one two and three you know something like that um, it is going to it is going to take a hit on a couple of players um, from what I, from what I've seen uh-huh they're not going after any players now that may change as a quarterback as quarterback yeah uh, that may change but from what I've heard it's Jacob Eason that will be yeah, in there in the placement of Carson Wentz until Carson Wentz is back. Jacob Eason has a uh, big arm. He's got a big arm, and but so no NFL snaps so far. But no NFL snaps, and more, most importantly, he doesn't have accuracy. Yeah. So he's got a he's got a cannon on a, of an arm, which is going to help uh, Michael Pittman Jr. and Ty as they stretch the field. Um, but uh, uh, but but only. The only reason you have him is if you have a dynasty team. Yeah. 
Yeah, and and, yeah, and you're not picking up Jacob Eason. Eason is Eason is not going to be a starting quarterback. So we're not talking about him. We're just talking about the fantasy impact that the yeah. other guys have. Paris Campbell um, was sort of on a bubble as far as you could take a flyer on him late, late, late in your draft. Um, if Carson Wentz is out, I, I wouldn't even worry about it. I don't think there's going to be enough points to go around. Jonathan Taylor is really the one that we're all mostly concerned about because without a passing game. Um, the, the the ground game is going to be locked up. If you're drafting soon and you can take a value shot and possibly get Jonathan Taylor in round two, if for whatever reason he does drop into that, he's run, he's at running back eight right now. Right now, exactly. And at the beginning of this news breaking, he was, he was still up at five overall. Now that's a hard, uh, fifth overall running back is a hard one to uh, get your value out of. But if he's falling to eighth, which is actually eighth off the board, maybe ninth off the board, if Travis Kelsey gets taken first, then that's honestly, I love that value. I'm I'm a hundred percent okay and, taking him and back. And what there. I'm saying here is if is if he falls into that turn yeah. range, yeah. and you can stack him with one other running back that you want yep. as well, or a wide receiver that you want as well, and then it turns out that Carson Wentz is is going to be back week yep. two. A lot of championships are going to have Jonathan Taylor. I think the the uh, uh, he fell exactly where we thought that he would, yeah. right at the back end of that second tier running back. You know, he was sort of right at the front end of it, and now, uh, you know, because he's got- still ahead of Saquon, or is Saquon up? Nope, Saqu- Saquon, uh, he, he jumped, uh, uh, Saquon's ahead of him. So, CMC, Dalvin Cook, Derrick Henry, Kamara, those guys are the four off, yep. the, off the board, no matter what. Yep, um, Zeke. Was floating around the eighth, seventh spot, uh, but he's actually bumped up to fifth. Um, and then, uh, are you okay over there, buddy? Yeah, you okay? All right, uh, I'm uh, picturing a snake draft. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> he's he's like just sort of got a beautiful mind going on right now. And he's just <laughs> skeking in the middle of the air. Um, uh, anyway, so Zeke is going at fifth now. Saquon Barkley at six. Chubb at seven, and then Jonathan Taylor. So he's at the back of the first group of running backs and that's exactly where I would take him to. So quick question. Yep. Saquon Nick Chubb. Not knowing at this point. Yep. Saquon's availability. There's differing reports whether he's going to be available week 3 by week 3 or if he's going to be available week 1. Now he has come off the pup list. Mm-hmm. That doesn't really mean anything. It means that he's ready, he's available for week 1 if they need him. And if he's ready. Right. But. So if you are sitting at that six, seven spot uh-huh. right there and you're looking at Saquon or you're looking at Nick Chubb, I feel like the upside is far more there for Saquon. Yep. Yeah. No competition. No competition. Him. I mean, yep. he is the sole running back of that team. He's the sole offense of that team. True. Um, are you guys looking at Saquon or are you going to take the safety of Nick Chubb? And not worry about the injury concern for Saquon and whether or not he's going to return before week three. So this, in this upcoming draft, I think I'm drafting 10th since I won last year, right? Yeah. So I'm pretty close to that scenario. I'm keeping Kamara, which would be my third round pick now. Yeah. Yep. So just uh, for frame of reference, what we do is we take, uh, it's a keeper league. You keep your player. Um, at a benefit of one round from the year before, so this is the second year in a row that he's kept Kamara. So he's got him. My in last round year, three. I can keep him. 
Uh, yeah, because you can have them on your team for three years in a row. Otherwise, you have to drop them. Yep. So I know my third round picks are tied up with Kamara, which is a great third round pick. Yeah, sure. So if I'm sitting at the turn and Saquon Barkley's sitting there at 10, I'm taking Barkley. Because I already have, at least in my scenario, I already have a safety net of Kamara. Right. If I can snag Barkley and Kamara, mm-hmm. and at the next turn, Jonathan Taylor, and then just get my receivers later on, that seems pretty unlikely. But that's a, that's specific to a keeper league right. in this scenario. Yeah. It, in a standard redraft, I would I take think, Chubb and, and over I, Barkley. And I, I. I I'm surprisingly on the fence. It, my heart says Barkley's the guy to go, but I really like Nick Chubb. And so, uh, and, and typically I draft pretty conservatively, especially in the running back committee. Um, so I'd probably, if my nut's on the table, I'd probably say Chubb. And see, I, I agree that I generally will draft super conservative. Yeah. I, I like to have the guys on my team that are not a... Boom, bust, bust. A, a bust potential. Yep. I like those guys. They're a little more consistent, even though their ceiling's a lot lower than some of the other guys. I prefer that that style of gameplay. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I also know that I'm gonna lose week one. It's just what I do every year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do. You're the opposite of Sammy Watkins. Yes. Uh, I, I I have gone. What you need is you need Sammy Watkins on your on your team in week. One. I have gone multiple seasons where I've lost the first two or three games and still made it to either third or into the championship. Yeah. I've lost the first couple of games and won the championship yep. before. You build you you build your team very well off of waivers. Yes, you don't trade very. often I don't either. trade very often either. That's true. Um, so I think my personal, I would take the bet that Saquon and take Saquon, yeah, and yeah. that's not anti Nick Chubb because right of all of the Browns, is yeah. the only Brown that I actually want on my team, um, unless Kareem Hunt fell to a point where he I found value yeah. in it. Yeah, yeah, that'd be but, actually kind of cool to be able to stack Chubb and Hunt. Um, I think uh, okay, so, so let me ask you this: right behind him, at eight right now, given the exact circumstances. Jonathan Taylor or Travis Kelsey? Kelsey. Yeah, Kelsey. Jonathan Taylor, Tyreek Hill. Taylor. Yeah, I'd still go Taylor because I'm I'm wide receiver adverse in the first round. So one more Jonathan Taylor, Aaron Jones. We got Taylor we Jones. got we got we got Aaron Green Jones. Bay is back at it, so Aaron Rodgers I, 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 I is back at it. It's a personal thing for me. I'd, I'd never draft Aaron Jones. Okay. So so that puts him as the eighth, ninth running back off They're our kind of in a similar borders. situation where, yeah, not to the same extent because you've got Marlon Mack, who's the vet, on his way out, and you've got... Aaron Jones with AJ Dillon, who's Arlen on his Mack, way the up. vet who's still on his rookie contract, isn't he? Or did he? Did he, Marlon Mack? No, no he resigned. He, yeah, he, he resigned, resigned this last year. Yeah, because I feel or like the he's year pretty be- young. No, this year they resigned him. They that's oh, right. They yeah, gave him an extension. Yeah, one year yeah. extension. Okay, so uh, so anyway, so all of that is Carson Wentz. Um, uh, Deshaun Watson is back in pads, playing for the Texans. Uh, he still wants to trade out. Uh, 
They're trying to put a clause in so he has a chastity belt on. <laughs> uh, your boy over there in Miami, uh, Howard. Oh, yeah, uh, Xavier Howard uh, got his extension. So so that's good. So there's no more it, drama over there. No, everyone's saying that's top three defense again this year. Let me, let me ask you guys this real quick. Indy, going back to Indy real quick. If you could have Mariota, Nick Foles, or Minshew, or Jimmy Garoppolo as your quarterback there, who would you want? Garoppolo. Yeah, probably Gar- Garoppolo. Just because he's more proven. Proven yeah. safer floor. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'd I think I'd probably go Mary. The other the but. other big thing, uh Eagles also had uh Quentin Nelson. Yeah. Uh go down with basic basically the exact same injury mm-hmm. that Carson Wentz went down with. The only difference is is that Carson Wentz broke his in uh, high school or college or whatever it was, yeah. And Quentin Nelson was actually born with a slight defect in his foot, and finally, after just years of f- football, yeah, it gave way right after Carson Wentz did. Uh, I don't know. I, I haven't heard reports on the surgery for that one. That's a bigger loss for that offensive line, right, yeah, because he's it, probably the best offensive lineman in football. And, right the, and, 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 the, and their the, line was bad. Their line, yeah, I thought their line was pretty good no, last their year. Their line was good last They're, year. They had one of the top ranked lines. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it does add Carson Wentz and no, you're thinking of Phillies. Yeah, 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 you're yeah. thinking of Phillies. Oh, I thought you were talking about Phil. Oh, well, I had locked yeah. in on Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're, no, no, no. no, no. They, they oh, had Colts. Yes, yeah, they're phenomenal. Line. Yeah, Quentin. Yeah. But yeah, Quentin okay. Nelson was. I mean, he's yeah. one of the highest rated uh, offensive linemen in the league right now. And the hardest part about, I mean, the golden rule of the offensive line is you're only as good as your weakest player. I mean, along that line, you can have the best three guys in the league on your left and you can have the you know a mediocre guy on the right and that guy's going to get attacked all oh, day absolutely. long and you're done so um so that's that's important um i think i'd go with mariota only because um i like the upside of mariota more than i like the floor uh the higher floor of jimmy garoppolo um but there you go uh, i think that's kind of it for the news uh this week um yeah, I think that's it. Oh, oh, and, and this might become a shocker. All the Philadelphia receivers are already hurt. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, they are. That's just what they do in uh, Philadelphia. Yeah, that's okay. They got they got their championship, and then they just gave up. Oh, one good thing this uh, signals uh, that I made a good trade this past year for Antonio Gibson is he's being used in their two-man offense in all the practices. Yep. Nice. Uh, yeah. So, so, Frodo, you'll start us off. We're doing our last divisional uh, round here uh, breakdown. Yes. Uh, we, we're starting with the uh, Rams, I believe. Yes, the I'll get NFC it. West. We are going to. Uh, Rick well, and- I was. I, sorry to interrupt here real quick. I was looking at stats. Yeah. As we do. For uh, like betting stats. Okay. For each division. Yeah. There's only one other division that's anywhere close to where the NFC West is. Yeah. And it's not because they are better. It's because they are worse and nobody knows what who the fuck's going to win the division. Gotcha. I see what you're saying. So the and spread between and the it's best the and NF- the worst. It's the NFC East. Yeah. Other than that, when you're looking at all of the other divisions, there's a large break in between the top team in that division and the worst yeah. team in that division. Yeah. The NFC West... It's all tight. It's like a 300-point difference between who's going to win and who's going to lose that division. There are 
at least six, maybe five other divisions that the Seahawks would be the number one betting favorite in if they were in that division. Yeah. And we are the third favorite. Yeah. In the NFC West. Yeah. That tells you how fucking you put nuts the, it is you put here. basically anybody in the NFC West into another division. Yeah. And they are most likely, if not the top the top team, they are at least the number two team in that division. The remarkable thing here, spoiler alert, the Seahawks have the easiest schedule, statistically the easiest schedule based on last year's win-loss record of the entire NFL this year. Well, part of that is the fact that the Niners were a losing team last year. That's a good point. I didn't think about that. But because of injuries. Split, but we split that yes. as we always do. We split. And I actually year. think that the Niners actually had the best winning percentage out of the NFC like out of the in NFC the NFC West, West. Yes. yeah so uh, we're, we're going with the Rams first we're going with the Rams first Sean McVay Sean McVay Kind. the uh, the big news on the offseason was when they traded for Matthew Stafford right shipped yeah. King Goffrey off to Mo, uh, Motor City and the splashiest Best move of the off season yes, for any team. Oh yeah, yeah. It was this the big. It was the biggest move by far. They they were the Rams were missing a quarterback. Yeah. Goff played great that one year when Alvin no, Kamara or not Alvin Kamara when, when Todd, Todd Gurley, Todd Gurley was, going, was going ham and yeah. no one else was really used to the McVay offense was rolling the pocket. Yeah. Just just real quick on on Todd Gurley. Everybody remember that he turned twenty seven. Um, this is when running backs fall off a cliff. Is at 27. So maybe cool the Jets on Todd Gurley this year. Fuck that dude. <laughs> <laughs> is Todd he Gurley on a team? at like 24. <laughs> yeah. Is he on a team? Yeah, he is. I don't remember who he, who he signed Isn't for. Isn't he with the Ravens? I think he signed with the Ravens. I think you're right. Oh, yeah. I'll find or at least Ravens. was going to sign. I don't know if he actually oh, well, did. Doesn't matter. Not drafting. Yeah, no. Um, Especially with that congested backfield yeah um nope but still undrafted or un unsigned unsigned that's what i thought uh, i think he worked out for them or they were yeah. going to bring him or something yeah. like that but deontay foreman got a job yeah <laughs> that actually is more interesting than because he was actually outside when he tore his achilles he was effective yeah i All mean right. stafford stafford sorry no it's cool stafford we're gonna uh, keep each other on track this time yeah. because i got the seahawks we almost went rick's on the uh, rick's on the seahawks me on the 49ers just so that way we could keep ourselves from being too much of a yeah. homer but we thought ah fuck it you know you guys know that we're homers and uh frodo got his dolphins so yeah, yeah so we get to get ours too stafford uh, is what do you guys say probably in the top five just absolute gunslingers yeah. Just not afraid. Yeah. Just get up and just just heave the ball. Yep. Yeah. And the Rams have the wide receivers to do it. Mm-hmm. Yes. They. It's a little thinned out, so it's a little more clear with Cooper Cup and just Bobby Woods. Yep. I, I've heard good things about Josh Reynolds though through training camp so far. Josh Reynolds isn't on the team anymore. So he's having a good training camp. That doesn't matter, Frodo. He's just having a good, you know, Deshaun Jackson. Is having a good camp. I, I did see that he had he had a Josh good Reynolds today. went to uh, I want to say Titans. All right, continue. I'll figure out what I was. Yeah, Titans. Oh, sorry, Van Jefferson. Van Jefferson. Yeah, that's that's who I was. I, I saw the report earlier today. I just thought the wrong ride receiver three. <laughs> so uh, you're going to be drafting Cooper Cup. He's performed every single year. Yeah. Even though for some reason I don't like having him, I always end up trading him. But. Um, Talk about a, a massive upgrade in in your target in your, yeah. target quality 
catchable balls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's more of an upgrade for Cup than it is Woods. Yeah, and the they're, they drafted Tutu Atwood. Ah, I mean, wait and see. That's it, a fun it, name. Tutu, yeah, I know it is. But Van Jefferson was played well last year, and this is his second year in the offense, so he's going to have a better ability to grasp it. Um, better ability, and again, like you said, better balls. Yeah. You're, the ability to, to scheme and run whatever, whatever kind of uh, offense you want when you don't have to roll your pocket and worry about having pressure. And... But by the way, when you do roll your pocket, your 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 pocket, uh, you have one of the best play action passers in the game, and fucking tough as hell. Yeah, like he's not going to like about this a hundred times. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a, as grizzled as you can. Ooh. Unlike what everybody says, where Mahomes was the first one throwing sidearm passes. Yeah, even Aaron Rodgers has said Stafford. things about Stafford being one of the best. Uh, like come up with a play quarterbacks that are in the league. Yes, exactly. And to succeed in Detroit, which is one of the hardest cities to succeed in. Yeah. Granted, he's had some good receivers. Megatron. You know, you had uh, Marvin Jones, Kenny Galladay. Interesting stat here. And I, 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 it was just Hall of Fame weekend was just this week. Yeah. Megatron. Oh, yeah. Is now, now has his gold jacket. Right. Yep. Tom Brady has played and had three Super Bowls by the time Megatron was drafted. (laughs) (laughs) And you have to be out of the league for five years before you can be inducted into the Hall of Fame. Is it five or ten? Five years. Five years. So Megatron, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. Yeah. Um, no, and everybody knows and he was a fan. No, yeah, he is a fantastic wide receiver, and he left on very, very, very bad terms. He probably would have played a few more years had it yep. not been yep. for the shit that happened in Detroit, not yep. paying him yeah. and all that shit. So, but the fact that a Hall of Fame, one of the best wide receivers, yep. short career, whatever you want to call it was drafted three Super Bowls into Tom Brady's career. And then retired. And then retired. And then inducted. And then inducted before Tom Brady even stopped playing. Yeah. It's fucking ridiculous. He is fucking tan as shit, too. I saw him at the at, at, when Manning Megatron? was talking. No. He's he's naturally tan. That's racist. He's got that melanin. Tom uh, Brady's got that, that, that uh, avocado sun... Yeah, uh, he, he's got that Florida life going. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, the receiver core there, you, it, it's pretty clear. You're going to take Cooper yeah. Cup, Cups. You know, he's in the top 15 wide receivers, and not Robert Woods isn't far behind. Right. But, but your home run hitter is Cup, Cup on the, on that. Yeah. Where they cleaned house a little bit on the tight end, so you got Tyler Higby there. Which I think is great for Tyler Higby. Yeah. You don't have to worry about, you know, splitting time really because the other ones are just blocking. Matt tight Stafford's ends. known to. Throw a few balls to the tight end. For ADP purposes, uh, half-point PPR, Robert Woods is going at 44 overall. Cooper Cup gets behind him at 52. I would take Cup over Woods. Yeah. Okay. Um, given given Matt Stafford coming in, even though uh, Woods has been more consistent, Yeah. I've had Robert Woods on my team almost every year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, somehow I end up with Cup. Too. Yeah. But uh, Higby's flashed in the past has actually won people leagues at the end of mm-hmm. not this past season, season before. So you know the potential's there. The tight end landscape's a fucking hellscape. 
outside of the top three or four. So take your stab, you know, later rounds. The nice rounds. thing is he's a late round yeah, tight end that late. you can get him for basically free. Yeah. Yeah, he's tight end number 12 off the board back way at 11th or 12th yeah. round. The, yeah. One of the biggest news is Cam Akers, who came on super strong at the back of the season. Yeah. Tore his Achilles on off-field workout. Insteps Daryl Henderson, which actually outperformed Cam by, Akers. By almost every metric. Metric. Before Akers took over. Yeah. I mean, he's he has a talent there. You know, uh, Darnell Anderson is going to be... He got, he's got the locks. He's got the dreads that apparently every running back on the fucking Rams at one point had to have. <laughs> <laughs> and you're going to get him probably seventh, eighth round, probably. Yeah, he's going super late right now. He's going in the uh, sixth round, uh, 59th overall, um, and RB25, and that's just insane to me. And McVay came out and said that their goal is to keep him healthy this season. RB so, what? 25. Yeah. Wow. The, yeah. the other guy that's right behind him, Xavier Jones, is a rookie. Has some potential because the depth chart isn't that deep. So in like a deeper league, yeah, you could have him or or just ha- you know he could be a waiver wire pickup where say Daryl Henderson goes down for whatever and gets injured. Let me ask you guys: Miles Gaskin, Daryl Henderson, Gaskin, James Robinson, Daryl Henderson, Robinson, uh, Mike Davis, Daryl Henderson. I think I'm taking Daryl Henderson over all three of those guys. Uh, Gaskin's going to work in the pass game. Maybe not James. James Robinson might be the one that I would yeah. take over him. He's the. Uh, it's hard to see it considering what um, what the fuck the rookie out of Clemson. Um, oh, uh, a, a, a fucking uh, sunshine. Um, is that who you're talking about? No, the uh, running back. Oh, the running back. Oh, Etn. Etn. Etn has been absolutely owning training camp. So. Yeah, um, yeah. But I think it's going to be. I think I can see that backfield being like how it was when Kamara and Ingram. Yeah, Etienne's not going to be your no between the tackles. He's a guy. home run hitter. Yeah. But um, okay, I mean, yeah, yeah. I, 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 he's close in all right in there. So yep. if one of those guys doesn't follow me, I'm I'm happy to snap him up. The other one, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like this division is so powerful in general. The Rams are going to score a shit ton of points, especially with Goff gone. Yeah. I think they're, you're, I think you're getting them at their floor, and you so. could absolutely have a home run, league winning possible players, and you're you're drafting them way under where they will be later in the Can season. Can I ask you guys how? So the fact that these guys have one of the best defenses in the league, yeah, how much does that affect? the upside of some of their offense. They can take chances. They can be aggressive think about it, yeah. and really take a chance because if they get a short field, their defense is there to say, fuck you. I got Aaron Donald and Aqib Tlaib. Not Aqib Tlaib, but Ramsey. They, they, don't they still Ramsey. have Aqib Tlaib? No, or is he he, gone this he's year? retired. Yeah. Yeah, they got traded to the Dolphins and whatever. Um, but Ramsey is who Ramsey's there. I mean, yeah. they have the talent and they have the, the, the coaching behind it. Like, hey, you know what? We, we can be fucking aggressive and chuck the ball down the field. And if something I happens, feel it like, happens. I feel like bringing Matt Stafford in is showing that they are going to be aggressive. They, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's a win now move. Yes. And if you have a win now 
off season, you, then you're going to have a whim now game plan, which is pedal down and never let off. Yeah. Um, I'd be surprised if these guys don't put up numbers like the Broncos did in 2013. You know, I mean, that, that they put up 50 plus touchdowns, that they put up you know, a quarterback. Yeah. Touchdown, you know, and then, then they put up another 20, 30 on the ground. I mean, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if this isn't the number one offense in the league. Right. I wouldn't be surprised at all. I wouldn't be surprised if these guys go for a go for a Super Bowl. Yeah, like if say you went like a like a RB zero almost, which we don't recommend. Uh-huh. But say you you do take your your middle of the pack and you, mm-hmm. get, you get you get one nice running back, but then you're missing out on some of the top tier stuff coming back in the second. Mm-hmm. So maybe you take a wide receiver there. You try to catch another one. You could get Daryl Henderson in like round five or six and possibly have have, two RB ones. Right. And you've already stacked your wide receiver core. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jump back to Super Bowls real quick. I just, I feel like if the Seahawks are going to make a Super Bowl, they have to have some things fall right for them. Right. I think if the Rams are going to make a Super Bowl, they have to have things not go wrong. Right. That's a different, that's a totally different place to be. Um, yeah, no. I would. I honestly, I would not be surprised to see any one of the NFC West teams in an NFC Championship, though. Yep. Like it would not surprise yeah, the, me. The dark horse would be Arizona, but not that much of a dark horse. No. Exactly. Again, Arizona would win probably four, at least four other divisions. Yeah. So, um, I mean, we don't even know how good their defense is going to be this year. Yeah. So uh, the and Rams, from what it, it sounds sides, like, so. it's JJ Watt just being in the locker room has a difference on the defense. Yeah. Your mentality and everything. Yeah. Whether he actually like is one of the top performing players or not, that but his knowledge and right and play reading is gonna be invaluable. And the work ethic. Yeah. Yeah. So okay, so so you're gonna so you can steal Daryl Henderson and you can have yourself a an RB one in the at the back of the fifth, maybe even sixth round. Mm-hmm. Um, Stafford's going to be a steal. Stafford again is falling. Now that's because last year he had super high expectations and didn't meet those expectations while still being a reasonably good quarterback for your team. Um, this year, he also had Bay. shit for receivers. Yeah. Yep. And was injured himself for a while. And, What's the over under on uh, what we what we could put uh, uh, what we could put your bet on him being a top ten quarterback this year? I what? don't see him breaking the top five, but being a top ten, I, I would say if I'm if I'm putting a hundred bucks on the table right now that says that he's not a top ten, would you take that bet? Yes. No, I'll bet you right now. I don't. I'm not putting that bet on the okay. table. I'm asking. I, was, I, was to... I don't. I, I think he. I, I think he could easily make top ten. Yeah, yeah. He's going as QB eleven right now. Yeah. That's why I bring that up is because you're drafting him at what we all of us. He. I feel like he'll finish. I would take seven the bet that he's gonna t- that he's gonna bet top ten that he's gonna end top ten. So if he's if you're drafting him at eleven, then I feel like people are sleeping on this guy. Yeah. Right now. I mean that's insane to me that he's going eleventh. And outside of probably us three in our draft, 
no one else is going to take him. Tom Brady's going ahead of him, and I would take. <laughs> and I would, <laughs> I would take Stafford over Tom Brady. Who else is going ahead of him? Uh, Aaron Rodgers, obviously. I'd take Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson. But I mean, at the same probably time, probably take Russell Wilson ahead of him. Tom Brady, the second half of last year, with all of his weapons, was one of the top performing QBs. Yep. He's not running, obviously, so that is yep. a drawback. But neither is Matt Stafford. Stafford. Stafford's not going to be running either. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, no, I, uh, I think. So as far as your stationary quarterbacks, the upside there when you've got fucking Tom Brady with every goddamn weapon on the book. No joke, man. Talk about a guy with an embarrassment of riches. Right. Ryan Tannehill, who seems to perpetually, you know, end as a top five quarterback, is going as QB 12 again. And that's after they gave him Julio Jones. I would take Ryan Tannehill. I would take Ryan Tannehill over these guys. If I was if I was sitting in whatever round that they are go- currently going in. Ninth. And I was looking at both Matt Stafford and Ryan Tannehill. I'm taking Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, are you taking Ryan Tannehill or are you taking Matt Stafford? Long, sullen silence. I just come in from peeing on a spider. Now I have to make a tough decision. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Ryan Tannehill. Stafford. I'll take Stafford. Ryan Tannehill with newly acquisitioned Julio Jones. I'll tell Stakes. Yeah. Those aren't words. None of those were words. Those are just sounds. Sounds like Skrillex over here. Fuck, if I flip the coin, he'd land on his edge and stay there. Yeah, right. This is That's so uh, tough. It's a tough one. And they're going back to back in the ninth round. I think I'd take both those guys over Tom Brady on the season as well, though. You don't even have to ask me that question. I know. I don't. I'm, not, I'm not asking you that question. Anybody else that we need to Frodo worry about? Frodo would rather like, not have a quarterback on his team yeah. than take he's going Tom Brady. He's going to QB zero through the season. <laughs> no, I mean, if, if you're drafting a kicker, they have a pretty good one. They do have a pretty good one. Um, um, and their defense is pretty stout. You, you know, yeah, that's a good call. So Their defense is probably the first one off. Yeah, it is. It's the first yeah, one off the board. For sure. It's going I right behind, uh, 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 actually, Brian Tannehill. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably, I'd say it's probably going to be Rams. In the defense scheme, Rams, you'll probably have Steelers up there. Dolphins are going to be up there. I bet I bet the uh, Patriots are probably up there again. No, really, Baltimore. Uh, no, you guys are entirely wrong. All right, so here here's your here's your RB or your uh, defenses, defense special teams. Uh, number two is Steelers. You were right on that. Uh, number three, uh, Washington football team. Number four is. Uh, oh, there's the Ravens, uh, and then uh, number five is uh, Buccaneers. Six, Colts. So. And they're sleeping on the Dolphins. Somebody is, uh, or you might be a little bit of a homer. Um, anybody hey, else? I came in not expecting. In all fairness, shit. the Niners should are. be in there, sh- in there too. If they've yeah. got with everybody back healthy, I swear to God, I think that I think the fucking Seahawks should be. They really should. I mean, all of those teams should be in there. Last couple of weeks of the year, last half the season, they were the number one defense. Yeah. In the league, yeah. last half, the season. but the first half they were the last. <laughs> so, so kind of so, we're right, going to so the we're moving into the Seahawks. Seahawks. So before you start, I have all a right. question for you. I was yeah. going to set up a, a little bed right here. <laughs> <laughs> Just take a quick nap. What's going on with your safety? Is he? 
Yeah, Did they re-sign him? No. Or talking about Jamal Adams? Yeah. Oh yeah. No, they, uh, no, they haven't re-signed him. They haven't extended him. They, so is he, they have him this year? But is he practicing? Because he was he's there. Right. He's, he's going the Bobby Wagner route, which is uh, I'm not practicing. I'm at the facilities. I'm in all of the. Well, in- part of that is because they, the NFLPA. Uh, basically has it set up after from last year that if you sit out, you miss like 50 grand a day. Oh, I don't know about that. Um, but but he is, uh, uh, he was out early in the camp for personal uh, family related matters. Um, and then uh, the second half of the season, he is, uh, he's had, uh, or the second half of the, uh, he, I think he's been there. He just hasn't been participating in practice yet. Uh, he hasn't been padded up yet. Um, and I don't think anybody's concerned about this one. I think, uh, I don't even think Jamal Adams is actually that concerned. This isn't a holdout as much as it is, because uh, uh, this is exactly what Bobby Wagner did. What, what, are, you, what are you about to do here? What, what, are you, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you fucking doing? You're going to have a mango fucking monster, rum and mango monster. This is the weirdest fucking drink. <laughs> All right, before you get too crazy on that, let me try it out for you. It's fine. It's fine. I'm just going to stir it. But okay. All right, here we go. We'll, we'll stir it. I'm just going to put my pen in there. What? I'm vaccinated. He's not vaccinated. He's not going to get COVID, COVID from me. I just peed and didn't wash my hand and touch that cup. Uh, that's fine. I'll be fucked. That's really good. <laughs> that's really good. Oh, my God. Yeah, it is. That's really good, man. You got to go. All right. That's really fucking right, good. I just that- found something new. <laughs> Ultra Fiesta Mango Monster. Why the fuck does that work? <laughs> <laughs> Ultra Fiesta Mango. We're, dub- uh, we're, we're dubbing this the, ho- the, the Hobbit. Hobbit. That's yeah. the Hobbit. <laughs> uh, and Kraken Black Spice Rum. Fuck, uh, that's really good. That's what fucking, the fuck? <laughs> fucking really good, guys. You should really try it. Um, I mean, I'm a pretty heavy rum and coke into it already, but that's... Still pretty damn good. Uh, anyway, how does it taste like vanilla too? Weirdly, <laughs> yeah. Actually, I think that's from the from yeah. the rum. Yeah. Uh, so Jamal Adams is going to be there. Uh, it's not that that spicy of a story. Um, Bobby Wagner did the same thing. He held out all off season only to only to play immediately. Um, and um, that office is really good at dealing with these types of things. Um, Earl Thomas was the famous case that went wrong, and in retrospect, it actually went pretty well. Yeah, um, things kind of went downhill for come him. Come and ride the train <laughs> and ride it out. <laughs> so, uh, Seattle. Uh, a lot of things going on in Seattle this year. Um, the biggest the biggest thing here is Shane Waldron has taken over the offense. Um, coming up from uh, the Rams, uh, he was uh, was he their OC over there? No, he wasn't their OC. He was their quarterbacks coach or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I think he was their QB or, coach. Was he? I think so. Maybe okay. he was. Maybe what they called him is the passing game coordinator. That might have been um, what it was. But nonetheless, he's the guy running the offense now. This is his first. He wasn't the OC before because this is his first job as the OC. Uh, but he specifically uh, he runs an up-tempo offense with a reliance on short to intermediate throws, which is the opposite of Russell Wilson. What's going on? Oh, I'm sorry. My girlfriend, she t- has Amanda has the girls. She yeah. took them out to dinner and she hates sushi. My girls made her go eat sushi. Addie keeps stealing her water. 
And she looked, she's like, your daughter just looked at me and she goes, I'm asserting my dominance and drinks <laughs> her water. And <laughs> scares the shit out of me. Man. That girl is awesome. Uh, anyway, so, uh, yeah. So anyway, so, uh, uh, so last season, uh, the Seahawks got uh, off to an amazing start. Uh, historically, uh, the best offensive start of uh, the NFL and and then it all fell apart on them in the second half and that's because um what they were going for was uh like a like a a short pass run and then deep throw deep throw and and as soon as you took away the deep the deep throw everything stopped for that offense so they couldn't adjust moving down the line let russell cook uh was a really fun experiment that uh that caught fire right away uh and then Defenses figured it out very quickly. Um, and most Seahawks fans, I think, understand better than other teams that balance is key to football success. And um, I, I wouldn't be too worried about the fact that Pete Carroll is out there talking about immediately after the season, he was talking about we got to run the ball more. We have to run the ball more. We have to run the ball more. Um, what they mean is they need to be balanced. Uh the, and all the evidence in the offseason has actually pointed to the fact that they're going to maintain that pass-heavy approach. Even though Pete Carroll ended the season saying, we're absolutely going to run the ball more, uh, the beginning of the season, Pete Carroll has apparently given the offense over to Shane Waldron and Russell Wilson, and they're passing the ball nonstop. Um, this is, I think this season, if they do it right, it's going to be a lot of pass with a balance of run. Um so let's start with Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson is being drafted as the seventh uh, QB off the board, 46 overall. Uh, I think he's actually slipped in the last week or so, so he's actually going a little bit later in the draft. Um, I think that the hype is a little bit too much on this guy. Uh, he, 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 he throws a lot of touchdowns, um, and at, at, uh, on this pace for uh, a guy in this many years, He's uh, some, he's a top five quarterback in terms of how many touchdowns he's thrown, um, but they will have a balanced offense. Um, in nine seasons, though, if you want, okay, so if you want a top scoring quarterback, this guy's probably not your guy. But if you want the safest quarterback, he's absolutely your guy. In nine seasons, he has eight top ten. Uh, uh, finishes with the ninth one being the 11th, and that was his rookie season. He's got four top five finishes. Aaron Rodgers is the only one who comes close to that, and he's had top 10 finishes every single season that he's had an intact collarbone. So uh, <laughs> That's a pretty nuts stat. <laughs> absolutely it is. Big Ben is, comes up behind them with four top 10s, but he's at, he's at four top 10s in... A twenty-year career, oh, close to a twenty-year career. Mahomes is he's going o- into his seventeenth season. Mahomes is uh, Mahomes will be. He's the only guy to match that uh, with his first few years. Uh, you take out his first year where he wasn't the starting quarterback, right. and he's got a first first place finish, a seventh place finish, and a fourth place finish. Those are the exact type of stats that Russell Wilson has. He's got a first place. He's got a lot of fourths and fifths and sixths. That's what Mahomes is. That's what Russell Wilson's going to be. He's as safe as a play as it gets. You just got to pay up for him. And um, Quick question for you guys. Yeah. Travis Kelsey, obviously, sorry, I'm You're kind good. of a caveat here, but you brought up Patrick Mahomes, and I w- I've just kind of been thinking about this. 
Now, Tyreek Hill, been pretty consistent the last couple of years. Was kind of an up-and-down player, mm-hmm. but the last two years has been pretty consistent with his, with his numbers. Mm-hmm. But if you're taking a receiving option from the Chiefs, you're taking uh, Kelsey over Tyreek. Yes. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. hands down. 100%, 100%. Right. What happens when Kelsey falls off? He's... 31, going to be 32 during this season. He's going to fall off at some point. He can't keep up what he's doing. Like, Well, see, that's the thing is with him. I mean, obviously, everybody falls off the cliff eventually. But um, with Travis Kelsey, he doesn't hit the open field and beat people with his with his speed. He doesn't take people on like George Kittle does and and drag them another 20 yards. Right. But most tight ends have already fallen off. By this age range that he's yep. currently playing at, right. and and I foresee him to continue because I'd be willing to take Kelsey and the at the back of the first round. So I'm mm-hmm. not saying that I think this year he falls off. I'm saying what happens to Patrick Mahomes when he I got falls you. I off? see what you're saying. So that's an interesting call. It'll be I don't think Mahomes takes a hit immediately, but uh, when you take away the Travis Kelsey safety net, yeah. that is his third down go to almost every time. What happens to that player? You cannot replace Travis Kelsey with a Travis Kelsey. No. There's never been that person before. I, I, the I, Chiefs have, a, I think, a three-year window here. They're going to try to get at least one more Super Bowl in the next three years, mm-hmm. and then it goes in the rebuild because their cap structure and everything else yep. is going to disintegrate. Yep. Mm-hmm. They have they have been playing with fire when it comes to their cap space over there, and um, they don't have a lot of depth. They don't have a ton of depth. Uh, they paid all their guys top dollar, and that always comes to a head. And uh, coming back to Seattle, that happened with their defense. Their defense, everybody right. got paid out, got paid out, got paid out, and then eventually we couldn't keep paying it all these people the rest and, of the team. and paying. Russell Wilson, top dog. We paid him top contract every time. And uh, and then what took a hit was having a strong defense that got paid top dollar and having a quarterback that got paid top dollar is wide receivers couldn't get paid anything. Running backs couldn't get paid anything. Offensive line couldn't get paid anything. Which really affected everything. Which affected everything. And so so I, I, I think what they did this year is they started putting money into their offensive line early. They started putting draft into their offensive line early. And I am the biggest proponent of offensive line dictates the success of the team. And what do you think of the whole Dwayne, Dwayne Brown? Dwayne Brown. Okay, so Dwayne Brown right now is holding out in, uh, in Seattle. He is uh, the, the left tackle, and he is the, uh, last year he was Pro Football Focus's number two ranked uh, left tackle in the league. This guy is really good. He's also 36 years old. Jesus Christ. He's old, and he was still the number two ranked pat uh uh you can get a lot of longevity off of offensive line guys. offensive line guys can can play a long time can you They're play 40 no i don't think he can but he can it's kind of like trent williams too yeah so he's gonna be he they're they're gonna have to pay him uh russell wilson is supporting him right now big time and um as well he should because this guy's kept him alive for the last couple of years <laughs> um but Russell Wilson is going to have to figure out very quickly that if you want to be paid as a top five quarterback, you don't get to have a top five offensive line. And this is where the rubber meets the road with in terms of this offseason 
I, I put this in air quotes, uh, drama that Russell Wilson has been been uh, in the middle of. Um, it's been a dramatic offseason for them. A lot of that has been media-fueled, though. Um, there was one conversation on a radio, and then the next week, the agent put out a couple of, like, a top five. If you want to trade us, here's where we'll accept. Um, and between those two steps... It took a life of its own for two months without word from from anybody in the organization. And all of a sudden, Seahawks were in absolute tor- turmoil and the whole place was coming down around them. And when, in fact, it sounds like really it was all just fine. It was yeah. I mean, the, right. the cute. Uh, 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 Russell Wilson said ha- has come out and said that he and he and Pete Carroll have been talking the entire time that they've been on the same page the entire time. Um, and that the offseason changes in their offensive line, uh, minimal as they are, were all positive. Um, and uh, so I, I look, I'm not too worried about the drama there. Uh, Dwayne Brown is uh, he's wanting to get paid, want, wanting to get an extension. And I think he will get an extension. I don't think he's going to get anything guaranteed. Um, he's too old to be putting down guaranteed money uh, like this. He'll get a fat paycheck. And it'll, it'll be, be a prove it. It'll be it'll yeah. It'll be a Richard Sherman because um, I think Dwayne Brown represents himself. This will be a Richard Sherman style deal where he uh, uh, he negotiates for himself. He gets a high end contract with some prove it stuff, um, and he will prove it because he's a good player. And if he doesn't, then the Seahawks are safe. We have to be safe because we don't have the cap space to be play, paying all these guys. Um, speaking of Richard Sherman, real quick. Uh, all the offseason drama that he's gone through in the last month, I still expect him to sign with one of two teams, the 49ers or the Seahawks. Uh, the 49ers don't need him as bad as the Seahawks do. Um, and But we could still use him. But you could still use him, and he's fresh off your guys' playbook. Yeah. So so uh, uh, in the last time he played in Seattle, Seattle was playing single high safety, and now we play two high safety most of the time. So it's a different style of game. It's a different different style of defense, um, but he is familiar with this defense nonetheless. And we're a team that knows his character. Right. It's like the 49ers versus everybody else has to stay off of him because of the recent trouble he's been in. Right. Um, okay, I've been here for like 20 minutes now, and I've gotten through Russell Wilson. <laughs> this is exactly what I didn't want to do. Rapid fire. But you asked me the questions. I, so. <laughs> I did. I, I did go on a couple of caveats there. So. Uh, uh, Russell Wilson is a good quarterback. He's the safest quarterback on the board. He's actually being drafted. I said seventh off the board. He's actually being drafted as the sixth off the board now. Uh, quarterbacks have uh, 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 have slid <laughs> further down the board as we get closer and closer to most teams drafting. The reason that happens is because most redraft leagues don't draft until now. Redraft leagues are where quarterbacks start falling towards the end versus the beginning. So you're going to start seeing their ADPs drop. Um uh, Shane Waldron is going to be the key to this offseason. Uh, the, this guy, uh, uh, short to intermediate passes, is going to get a lot more passing out the gate, less yardage probably. But he, you know, he built an offense uh, uh, with Sean McVay down in LA, where they they did a lot of uh, a lot of jet sweeps, they did a lot of uh, uh, short passes, they did a lot of. Uh, you know, uh, disguising of formations. And the reason that that was all successful is because they wanted to get the ball into the superstars' hands. And that's where I think the wide receivers in 
Seattle are really going to pay off because right now, DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett are being drafted as the fifth wide receiver for Metcalf and the 21st for Lockett. And yet, they both finished as top 12 wide receivers last year. Lockett could be a fucking steal. Lockett right now is going to be a steal, but he's going to be a classic Lockett steal where he is probably going to end up um, with a couple of games. Because last year, Lockett had, uh, I think it was 60%. 50%? Yeah, almost 50% of his uh, of his scores came in 3 games last year. I'm aware. You're aware. <laughs> and and so he guarantees went won you those 3 games. And the other games he probably made it really difficult for you to win if you're starting him. So Lockett's in 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 the past Lockett has never been a Really, step at every year. He's a top fifteen quarterback or a wide receiver. He is a boom bust player. He is a boom he very bust. Very much is by the definition. He is a Mari Cooper. He is going to be a pain in the ass. He has been consistently in the top twelve the past few years, though. Yes, he has, and so he is going to get you high end points. And if you're playing a best ball league, that's great. Yeah, but for uh, uh, but DK Metcalf. Uh, is really where where you want to put your money in uh, when it comes to Seahawks. Last year, uh, week one through five, he was wide receiver two. And that was barely wide receiver two. He was almost wide receiver one. Yeah, quick thing. Uh, Through week eight, he averaged 800 yards. Through week eight. Averaged eight. Averaged averaged 100 yards yards per game. Through week eight. Yep. Finished with 1,300 into the season. Yeah. Major drop off. But well, at the same time, that whole offense drop. One off. of those yep. games, and it's a major drop off because one of those games after Week Eight was yeah. 177 yards. Yep. So yep. he had two thirds of that remaining point or remaining yardage in one game. So then you 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 take the rest of the seven games and you realize how little that they were able to do with DK the second half of last year. Right. Right. So uh, so, so uh, in your wide receiver core. You really don't have a wide receiver three. Freddie Swain and then they just drafted Dwayne Eskridge. Uh-huh. Dwayne Eskridge is gonna be the the guy. Uh, honestly, Dwayne Eskridge, if you're if you're if you're in a dynasty league, this guy is gonna replace Lockett. Uh, he's fast. He's fast. He's small. He's gonna be he he's getting a lot of high praise right now. Um and and if he comes out of the gate this year. Um, and plays really well. Freddie Swain is the incumbent wide receiver three, but you've never heard of him because he's never going to put up points for fantasy purposes. Dwayne Eskridge, though, is going to be the guy that will replace Lockett very soon because DK is staying on this team until he dies. Um, and uh, 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 he's the horizontal threat. Uh, Dwayne Eskridge, Eskridge is going to be the horizontal threat that opens up DK and Tyler Lockett. Mm-hmm. But if I had to put my money on somebody underneath that's not Tyler Lockett or uh, uh, DK, it's actually going to be uh, their tight end. And I, uh, Gerald Everett. Yeah. Gerald Everett. Thank you. Yeah. Gerald Everett is the guy that came in. He knows the offense already because he came from the Rams. Um, now, I'm not saying this as a you should draft Gerald Everett, but his success is going to wildly dictate whether or not Tyler Lockett and DK have a lot of success. Being that we've talked Rams and Seahawks, I don't think that those two tight ends could have had better outcomes 
for one of them leaving the team yeah. and landing in a good spot yeah. and one of them remaining and, and being, being in, a in a better better in a better yep. spot than 100%. they were. 100%. Both of them got upgrades. Yeah. And that's because they weird. both ate into each other's value uh-huh. when uh-huh. it came to tight ends. Yep. Yeah. So DK Metcalf again week 1 through 5 he was wide receiver 2, 6 through 17. He averaged by the way uh 17.7 points per game and a half point PPR. Uh week 6 through 17 he was wide receiver 12. Averaging 12.8 points per game. Um, I'm not sure that he's a top five wide receiver this year, but he's certainly a top 10 wide receiver this year. Yeah, it, you're drafting him in his ceiling, though. That's, that's exactly. the hard part. Exactly. Especially when you're looking at the guys that are around, around him. A lot of this is going to dictate how this offense plays out, and we don't really know. You're drafting him. If you're drafting DK, you're drafting him because you know that he's going to have, uh, he's going to be a top 15 guaranteed wide receiver top 10 probable wide receiver and possibly top five um he's shown that he can put up a stretch of wide receiver top five Mm -hmm. quality but can the seahawks sustain that with an improved defense and and a much improved offense i'm not sure that he can um uh just because the talent around him uh tyler lockett boomer bus city uh ended wide receiver eight last year but again half of that coming in three games uh, let's see, Gerald Everett. Uh, those three games were really nice. Though. They were really good. You won those games guaranteed. Uh, so, so Gerald Everett could be a top ten tight end only because he knows the system, and the back four or five tight ends are always a, a, a crapshoot. So he might end up as a top ten. He's being undrafted right now. I wouldn't bet on it. I would hold off on him and watch the first option. couple of weeks for uh, you know uh, your options coming up. Uh, yeah, if you have one of the top end uh, tight ends and somebody goes down, yeah, 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 might be somebody to look at for streaming options. Through the second half of the season, the Seahawks defense had the number one total in sacks. They were they were ranked number one in sacks, and that was their big problem coming off the season before so this year they're coming into it a little bit more hot they retained all of the people that are important to that position to that to those stats except for maybe kj wright who uh who is not likely to come back um kj wright you probably never heard of because he played next to bobby wagner who everybody's heard of um he uh, bobby wagner's the best one of the best linebackers in the game and KJ Wright played opposite from him for the last 10 years and has been putting up better and better numbers every year. Last year was a career year again, and he has yet to resign with another team, and it blows my mind. But I think it's because he's constantly living in the shadow of Bobby. Um, this defense is going to be great. The problem is going to be their secondary, whether or not their, their, corner, their weak spot is easily cor- uh, cornerback. Mm-hmm. My hope was that we were going to make a big, splashy move for Howard. And uh, Miami said, and, and Miami went ahead and and, and uh, uh, extended Howard, or actually restructured his contract, yep. so that way he got more guarantee. You you saw that and you went, oh, hope. Yes, <laughs> yes. I also Frodo went, God damn it, and you're on the other end, hope. <laughs> <laughs> and then I saw the, I'm like, yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, the other guy is the guy out of, uh, I just forgot his name, the guy out of the Patriots, um, Gilmore. Gilmore, uh, Stefan Gilmore, Gilmore is another guy that's unhappy, but also not likely to be traded. Um, so uh, I don't anticipate us to make a splashy trade move because we need trade capital. We need to keep our draft picks. We and could. The big issue is you guys lost your top 
cornerback this we year. We lost our top cornerback who wasn't that great to begin with. He was good. Griffin? Um, yeah. He was two hand Griffin was was good. But he <laughs> Techn- was not I mean, great. technically you lost all three hands, but we lost all three Griffin hands. Um Where, where'd the one handed dude go? Uh, I think he's actually still on the team. Um, no, he, he he went too. I saw that he went somewhere else. Oh, too. I thought he was on our practice think, squad. No, uh, I think he got signed with uh, somebody else too. I'll look it up. Yeah. So uh, search one hand Griffin, and you'll find him. <laughs> uh, but nonetheless, we lost our number one cornerback, and um, uh, and and we didn't have a great cornerback uh, uh, room to begin with. So our weakness right now is there. If we can pick up an, uh, if we can pick up Richard Sherman, we'll have a fighting chance at a top ten uh, uh, defense this year. Uh, Richard Sherman, even in his late age, has been um, uh, I, I no. would call a shutdown. He went to Miami. Went to Miami. Oh yeah, yeah you got a you, you got one hand. Uh, so uh, that's your that's your Seahawks. Uh, uh, the easy ones are uh, you got it. You got to take you got to take DK. You got to take Lockett. Um, Lockett. I'm not really gonna touch until I get to the third round um, because of that boomer bust. I believe it's gonna be a little bit more evened out this year um, because Shane Waldron puts the ball into their hands, runs a lot more jet sweeps, which is all yardage for you, and that's gonna be. That's not going to be DK. DK is going to run in a straight line down the field and then run a route tree. Uh, Lockett's the guy that's nimble who is going to get on the outside and uh, make some of those. So that's where I think that we're going to see a lot more of an uptick in his value. Um, I would say that uh, uh, Carson and Chris Carson here is probably the, the sneakiest play of the Seahawks right now. He is 20th RB off the board right now, and yet he's constantly been uh, been performing above that the problem is of course he never finishes a season um he uh, uh last year he finishes rb 19 uh while playing i think 12 games um this year the off-season program has been all about receiving for him and i think that's going to be the biggest key is that they're finally going to start getting their running backs involved in the in the passing game mm-hmm. and chris carson his own words are is he's got the best hands in the in the on the team and um and that's backed up by uh, uh by pete carroll and that's backed up by russell wilson and i uh, uh if they if they if that's not just bluster off-season bluster then chris carson has a very real chance of being a top 10 uh, running back, especially if he can put together a full 16 game season, stay healthy, or even a 15 game season. Chris Carson's going to be a number one, uh, 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 your RB one for sure. Uh, forget about Rashad Penny, even though he's in a contract year, um, he's had wor- the only person on the team that's had worse injuries than Chris Carson is Rashad Penny. Rashad Penny came out of college as one of the best running backs to ever come out of college before first contact. Um, and then got broke every single time he touched somebody in the NFL. Uh, they hit him harder and he gets down. He goes down. Um, Chris Carson puts together 15 or 16 games this season. He's a top 10 uh, running back. I promise you. So, so at his current value of 20, uh, 20th running back off the board, I'm absolutely taking Chris Carson in the middle of the third or the fourth round. Um, 
And uh, the the only thing to take a flyer on here is Rashad Penny is a uh, it isn't even a handcuff because whenever Chris Carson goes down, they hand it off to three or four different running backs. So you cannot draft Rashad Penny as a as a as a handcuff. But he is in a contract year. They are not picking up his fifth year option, and um, uh, they may try and get value out of him in terms of either my leagues because they're not keeping him or because if they pick up his fifth year option they can then trade him off for some draft capital so there there is some narrative hook to penny that might come out okay on you so i would only take him late in the draft um jesus christ i think i'm done with the seahawks uh (laughs) 40 minutes, I feel like that's pretty good. That's not bad. Honestly, not I feel bad. pretty good about that. So that, that that honestly is not bad. Okay. All right. So, Rick, you're up. Uh, you got the Niners. San Francisco. So, 49ers. obviously, the big thing is uh, we, we've got Jimmy G and we've got Trey Lance. Uh, Jimmy G screen. Uh, the, the whole narrative from Shanahan is Jimmy G is the starter. I do believe that Jimmy G is the starter for the at least the first half of the season. Um, statistically, quarterbacks that sit for at least a year tend to do better. Oh, interesting. Okay. Um, if you look at the past four uh, MVPs, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, all yeah. sat for the first year. For, okay. Well, at least the first year. year before. Um, no, no, no. I'm saying, that as they started, okay, okay, they their first year um, of the NFL, they sat behind an, another starter. Okay, okay. Um, so statistically, that's been the narrative: is if you sit for the first year, you learn how the NFL works, you learn they how you learn how to read. Them. Um, that's the big thing: is learning how to read a defense because yeah. college defenses are very, very, very simplistic. Yeah. You're basically either a cover three or cover four. Yeah, yeah. In college. Yeah. It is very different in the NFL. There's multiple different looks. There's multiple different styles. There's uh, a lot of hiding of things when it comes to NFL defenses, which is the hardest thing for um, quarterbacks to pick up on. To pick up and read and you then can adjust. Be, you can have the best arm. You can have the best feet. You can be the, the best player on the field. But if you can't read a defense, right. you're going to get eaten alive by an NFL defense. That's why the Wonderlick quickly. That's why the Wonderlick is is still a, a a functional metric for a quarterback, especially when you're looking at the teams that are in F, in the NFC West. Yes, there's there's a few good defenses in there. There are. Yeah. Um, so my hope is that we actually have Jimmy G all year for a couple of reasons. One. If Jimmy G plays all year, statistically, when he plays, the Niners are winning. Okay. Um, if last he, time he played a full season, they went we to went the to the Super Bowl. Bowl. Right. Yeah. Um, if he can stay healthy, and we can, and he can play all season long, I see very little chance that we are not making a a push in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, the only reason I think that they that may not happen is if. One of the other teams in NFC West just does that much better. Yeah. Um, But I think the team overall, trying not to be biased just in the sense of the team, there's a lot of very, very good players on the team. 
um, in a lot of different positions. Cornerback, uh, we're probably the weakest on, but we have a really strong safety. Yeah. Um, we've got one of the best linebackers out there with Kurt Warner. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. We've got one of the best defensive lines out there when they're all healthy. Nick Bosa, what's he? What's up with him? Is he still? Is he uh, gonna looks like start he's on target or week one? He's on target for week one. Okay. Um, I honestly would not be surprised if he is held out until week three, though. Yeah. With the way the season starts being against the Detroit Lions and then the Eagles. Oh, Lions are bad. Eagles uh, are bad. Week three is against Green Bay. Week okay. four is against Seattle. Week five is against the Cardinals. That's a tough little stretch there. Ooh. And then they have an early bye. Yeah. So <laughs> he rolls his eyes. You guys couldn't hear it, but he rolled his eyes yeah. so loud. Yeah. Yeah. I, hate, actually, I actually I actually think it's a week five bye. So I think it's I, I, I think it's so you guys got a week Detroit, off this year. <laughs> yeah. Detroit, Eagles, Green Bay, Seattle, bye, and then the Cardinals, and then I think the Bears. Yeah. So there's a lot of defensive players, a lot of defense os- offensive players. You guys finally get a break when you go up against Khalil Mack. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so I honestly, I would not be surprised if uh, if Nick Bosa sits out the first couple yeah. of weeks. But I think that would be only if he's not, like, full go. Yeah. I think if he's full go, he's out there. Okay. Um. Everybody else is, as far as I am, am, am I, I am understanding from what I've seen, healthy, yeah, ready, ready to go. Um, I don't foresee Trey Lance starting anywhere before Week Eight outside of an injury. ADP suggests that he is. In a sense, he's currently the QB twenty-five, which in a single quarterback league, he's not being drafted. Um, in a two-quarterback league, he's on the outside edge of being drafted. Um, I mean, he is being drafted in a two-QB league because most teams take... Yeah. There's a few, at least a few teams that will take three three quarterbacks. Um, so he is being drafted towards the end. I think a lot of the thing is, is a lot of people are drafting him late in the hopes that he's going to start. Because I believe when he does start, he will be a... I don't foresee him being a Mahomes-esque player, but he has the upside of a player like Mahomes. Yeah, he's somebody very that can scramble, somebody that has a big arm, mm-hmm. and and can put up points such as Mahomes can. Right, right. I don't like that people have already saying that he's the next Mahomes. I don't, I, I don't want that out I don't there. Believe anybody's the next Mahomes. I think that that's that that, that kid's on an island on of his right. own, and. It's like, okay, so the, the hard thing here is I hate it when people say that he's the next anything. So right. forever, everybody was saying somebody's, so-and-so is the next Russell Wilson. When so-and-so Kyler is the next. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah. That was that was the big deal. And and Kyler and Russell Wilson play totally different styles. Yes. Um, and the, the closest comp, though, was when somebody said that Andrew Luck is the next Peyton Manning. That was a very close comp. Yeah. But it's easier to mimic that style, a right. stand in the pocket style. Uh, Mahomes, his his IQ, his football IQ, his improvisational. I mean, it's jazz, man. He just don't get me blows. wrong. I would love would if love he's it. anywhere <laughs> yeah. close to what Mahomes has been able to do. <laughs> it would be fantastic. But I also, okay. I, I really do. More. No, Here. I I really do see. I don't want to put too much in there, then I won't taste the rum. <laughs> I really do 
see a lot of potential in Trey Lance, but I do hope that you did a pretty that, good number on this bottle of rum. <laughs> I really do hope that we get the get value out of Jimmy G. Yeah, um, we, we we're paying him this year. We're paying him a decent amount. I think it's twenty four point six million that we paid him this year. Now you guys still have him next year, right? But he's not guaranteed. Salary. Yeah, it, it's like almost. I think it's like a two million cap hit. Whereas this year was like a twenty four something cap hit. Yeah, yeah. Next year is almost nothing. So um, next year he becomes a, a, a super valuable and super attractive trade piece. Right. Yeah. So that's why, like I said, I'm hoping that we can have a deep run with him because, yep. as I said, he was, when he's on the field and healthy, last year he was on the field a lot of times not healthy. Yeah. And it was very clear that he was not healthy. Um, his ankle was a major issue last year. The good thing is, is everything coming out of training camp is it looks like Having Trey Lance in there has like put a spark under his ass, and Jimmy Garoppolo is having his best offseason he's ever had. That's and that's what Shanahan wanted, and that's what yes. Shanahan said after the draft was competition with Jimmy G. Everything that he knows about him will suggest that he's going to come out here and he is going to start slinging. Yeah. So um, and so far, you're saying that it's been it's yeah. been a very positive result. He's had good long passes in training camp and some tight coverage uh to uh, multiple different players yeah um this so has been my this whole has probably been one of the most successful quarterbacks to actually be looked at as a bad quarterback right because of the situations where he is bad and because of um an injury history that's not been favorable yeah um not atrocious yeah but not he favorable. has the highest qbr uh, over the last three years, I think. Does he really? Yeah. yeah. I've like played games. Yeah. He has the highest QBR. That's nuts, man. And they now, drafted a guy this year. That it, it does play into it because they do a lot of short passes. They do mm-hmm. a lot of a, a lot of not, safe not offense. play action, but play action esque yeah. where it's short uh design plays where he gets the ball out fast. But the play that's how Shanahan runs his offense. Yeah. Right. Um. So, but nonetheless, he still has a very high QBR. Does so? So I've watched a lot of a lot of Forty Nine er ball, um, in my day, and um. So if is the fact that he throws a lot of short, intermediate, quick passes, um, is that an indication of the play style, or is that an indication of uh the playbook? Because do you do you think that if Trey Lance was in the exact same position, who can push the ball down the field more accurately, is that looking at it as a coach that yeah. was an OC for another successful team, mm-hmm. being the Atlanta Falcons, they pushed the ball a lot. Yeah, with the Falcons. Yeah, I so I believe that it is it is tapered to Jimmy Garoppolo's. A little bit handcuffed, maybe. A little handcuffed uh, yeah. for his, for what Shanahan sees as his best play, those short, quick passes. And if that's what that, if that's your cup of tea, then that's your cup of tea. Yeah. If it works, it works. I mean, there's no reason not to do it if you're able to make things yeah. happen with it. Um. So, nonetheless, getting off the quarterbacks here, I believe that Jimmy G will be quarterback 
and I hope he is. I hope we get value out of him because we gave up a lot to get Trey Lance. We're not talking about either of these guys as a starting quarterback for your team right now. Basically, all no. we're doing is we're talking about the foundational piece that yeah. in, that impacts the rest of your yes. offense. Trey okay. Lance, QB twenty five. Jimmy G, QB thirty three. You're yeah. not drafting either of them yeah. in in a, in a single quarterback league. No. Um, moving on to uh, wide receiver. Ayuk has been getting a ton of love in training camp. Okay. Um, I'm a high on I told you that, you guys. Yeah. Ayuk showed up very, very well in a lot of games last year. The question that everybody is still asking is whether, whether or not he will be able to show up in games that is that have Kittle and Debo both out right. there ready right. to go with healthy running backs and all that stuff. Because in the games that he really blew up, he was one of the only options out there. But he still showed up, and some of his best games are actually games that Debo was still in. Yeah. So I think Ayuk is is set to have a very good season two. Um, he's being drafted as wide receiver 24, 68 overall. So you're getting him, depending on 12-team or 5-team or 10-team leagues, mm-hmm. you're anywhere between round five and six. Yeah. Um, and I think that that could be a huge value. Debo, on the other hand, is being uh, drafted as wide receiver 36 at overall 91. Debo could be a fucking phenomenal ke- steal at that point. Yeah, Debo it's feels like a the- huge steal if he puts together a full season. And again, yes. this goes back to these guys that have had year after year after year, like Chris Carson, of not full seasons. Yeah. They, they they call themselves the Yak Bros because they love that, that yard, after, yard catch. after catch. They love to push it. Mm-hmm. They love to try and get those extra few yards. And now, given, watching it is fantastic. It's super entertaining to watch these guys go out there and just fucking bust a couple tackles and get another 5, 10 yards. Yeah. But then at the same time, you cringe every time when you're a 49ers fan after last year and watching every one of your players go down to injury. Right. <laughs> Right. Um, so I think Debo still, I, I mean, I'm hopeful that he can stay healthy all year or at least most of the year. Again, it, it, it's kind of like you said, if he plays 15, 16 games like Chris Carson, he could easily be a top, uh, a, a top 20 wide uh-huh. receiver. No problem. A hundred percent. Yeah. Um, and Ayuk, the same thing. I mean, Ayuk could be a top 12 wide receiver. No yeah. problem. Um, when it comes to tight end, the, the, Kittle's the number two or three, depending on how you look at it, uh, tight end off the board. Right now in on Fantasy Pros, it's Darren Waller at tight end two at 26 and George Kittle at 27. So they just swapped, swapped places in the last week. Yeah. But uh, I would take Kittle over Waller 100%. Yeah. 100% I would take Kittle over Waller. And that's with Kittle going down last year to an injury. Right. Um, Kittle is Kittle. Kittle helped set up tight end university. He learned a shit ton from what he said from a lot of different guys. They had Greg Olson out there. They had uh, Travis Kelsey, obviously, talking about how he gets open and all this other stuff. And I think tight ends could be fucking phenomenal this year after this whole tight end university and all these guys getting together talking. I hope to see some 
marginal in- increase here in in the mid-level tight ends. Um, it seems like so for me, I've always been hesitant of Kelsey because Kelsey seems to be a guy that's got the opportunity always. Like if you put Darren Waller, if you put Kittle, if you put Mark because Andrews, he's not a he's not a tight end. He's a wide receiver in the tight end slot. If you but he but he's a big wide receiver. Right. And so so if you put a big guy like that, like if you put if you put Cam Newton on the Kansas City Chiefs as a tight tight end. I believe that he would be a top ten tight end, and and so that's that's my problem with Kelsey is that at some point, like you mentioned earlier, there's going to be a fall off there. Yeah, if you put any of the top three ten? tight ends, obviously, probably. I mean, if you put if you put the top five out there, they could yep. easily be the top one. They could be what Travis Kelsey is because Travis Kelsey does not go out there and block, right. He's he's not out there for that stuff. He's out there as basically your slot receiver. Yep. yep. A big ass slot receiver. Big ass slot receiver that's not fast. Yeah. But jumps Kittle. up in the air, has Kittle really fucking Kittle good hands. Fast. Has really fucking good hands. Yep. Yep. If so, you put if you put Kittle in that on that offense. On that offense. Yeah. 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 I mean it would be he's ridiculous. He's breaking Kelsey's records. If you put, Because he's breaking Kelsey's records not on Exactly. On the Chiefs. If you put Kit or if you put Kelsey on the Niners and ask him to block the way that they do with Kittle, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. is not the same Kelsey. Yeah. It's just not. Now I, I am not taking anything away from Kelsey because he right. is a Obviously. phenomenal tight end. But he is not just a tight end, he's mostly a receiver. Yeah. Do we think that that's uh, uh, maybe going to cap Kittle's long term? Oh, I, I think it does. Yeah, I think it does. But I also think that because of the play style of, or I think of the type of player that Kittle is, he needs that. I feel like Kittle just wills himself to be the tight end too. Yeah, like like he just absolutely just wants it more than anybody else on the fucking field. Kittle wants. I mean, you've seen the the, the uh, plays where Kittle's uh, run blocking yeah. and laughing the entire <laughs> fucking time. Yeah. He loves that shit. Yeah. I think he likes to do that more than he does to actually catch the ball. Yeah. Because when he catches the ball, he then goes and throws a huge block on somebody. Yes. <laughs> and, and he, yeah, absolutely. Okay. So uh, Kittle is going uh, 27 overall, tight end three right now. Um, with an uh, amongst the average of Yahoo Fantrax FFC. Um, next off the board, though, is Raheem Mostert way down at 67. Yeah, so the the running back core, it gets muddy without it getting muddy. Uh, right now, they have like six running backs on, on their Sounds roster. about right for the Niners. I yeah. don't foresee them keeping six, but they have Mostert. They have Sermon, which is the the round three rookie. Mm-hmm. They have uh, my name is Jeff, still. Mm-hmm. Oh who yeah, is currently listed as the number three, even though he's, he's injured, injured right now. Yeah. Um, they have Wayne Gallman. So kind of what I might think I see happening is they keep Gallman until Jeff Wilson is back. Yeah, and then they drop him off. They have Jamichael Hasty, and they have uh, Elijah Moore, Elijah. Perry? No. I just totally dropped Steve Elijah Perry. something. Steve Perry. Hang on. Sorry. Uh, it doesn't even list him on the actual depth chart right now. Elijah Mitchell. Elijah Mitchell. Mitchell thank you. The sixth round rookie. 
um, which is kind of a he's a super speedster he's going to be more of that Mostert type player mm-hmm. uh, if something happened to Mostert I could see Elijah uh, Mitchell getting a lot more uh, work I feel like Mostert Mostert's been one of those guys that puts up great game great game great game then gets injured and then is out for a while and I feel like if 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 Mostert can hang in there through week five six maybe even seven that Sermon will come in and win leagues. So how I see it happening, I believe Mostert will be the between the 20s guy. Yeah. I believe Mostert will be your guy that is in there regularly uh, for those uh, play action, for the uh, slants. uh, Open field runs. Yeah. He's he's the type of player, he doesn't get hit very often. He he does not, he's not like Debo where he's out there to fucking like, smash everybody's face in yeah he is very very smart in the backfield he's too fucking fast for his legs yeah Yeah. what happens yeah he's too fast for his own quads um because he goes from zero to full speed in about half a fucking second yeah um but speaking of wick i always i always wondered this with with superheroes in comic books and things like that like somebody gets granted super speed and so when they come around the corner and they punch somebody in the face at hyper speed like it just blows that guy's face apart right and that's really cool and all that stuff but what they never talk about is the fact that that guy also has to have super strength or super maybe super durability because there's an equal and it's an opposite reaction and super cardio and super cardio you gotta think about the flash right he's running the fuck all the time (laughs) right right like so when I'm watching the boys and I see that uh, I forget the guy's name A-Train A-Train when I see A-Train running through and bursting somebody apart I think, wow, that was really cool how that happened. And I'm thinking, like, well, how come he didn't pop like a water balloon as well? And that's because he has to have super yep. durability. Uh, Mostert does not have super durability. S- Mostert is this is the real life superhero that was granted <laughs> super, super speed, speed. <laughs> but not super durability. Yeah, because he's by far he. I mean, statistically, last year he had the two. That might have been the best take I've ever made on he, fantasy. He football. got bit by the spider from Goodwill. <laughs> he is, he, he's he got superpowers, but not the best, best superpowers. He, yeah. He's he's the Flash from Wish.com. <laughs> he's the Wish version Flash. I love it. Uh, yeah, he had the two fastest runs last year, um, and then he blew out his hamstring. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, and didn't play most of the rest of the year. Um, so I honestly I think that he will still get a lot of a lot of usage. I don't foresee him back after this year. So I think kind of like Penny, they're going to use him. They're going to yeah. use him up. They're going to take the value that they, that they can out of him. Yep. Sermon, on the other hand, is is a very different running back from what they've had. When you have players like Barita and uh, Mostert and eh, not really Jeff Wilson, but same similar Jeff Wilson goes out there he wants to hurt people yeah uh, but he's still a smaller guy yeah um he's not he's not a big back uh sermon is six foot 220 uh he's one of the bigger running backs that mm-hmm. Shanahan has had in his he has three down back size yeah yeah um I very much foresee him as the uh the goal line back in this or, or the, by far the change of pace back, but yeah. I very much see him as the goal line back. In Do the, you know in if he's this. got any receiving ability? 
He does. Okay. Um, you know about his top end speed? Is he a fast He's kid? not. He's he's going to be okay. more like a, a Carlos Hyde. Still has some wheels, yeah. but not anything like the rest of the guys on. Okay. In, in that aspect, like James Robinson. Yeah. It, he he's he, he can move, but he can also move people. Yeah. Um. And then again, you've got uh, my name is Jeff Jeff Wilson and uh, Wayne Gallman. Uh, Wayne Gallman is also a solid split back. He's not yeah. a he's not a full three down back, but right. he he has shown that he is a good uh, change of pace back. Right, uh, come in there when when they need somebody to be pushed around a little bit, kind of thing. Uh, so I think that he could see some work, goal line stuff, that sort of thing as well. Right, 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 right. right. Um, I, one and two for sure, though, is Mostert and Sermon. I think they will get the most work by far this year. I don't think it's even close. If Jermichael Hasty gets it, I think he'll mostly be a kick return type thing. Yeah. A kick and punt return. That's the problem with the San Francisco is they've, they've just got so many guys in the backfield that not even Raheem Mostert really has a lock on the number one job, even though he's the heavy favorite. Yeah. Um. Uh, okay, so if you got to hang your hat on one one running back to uh, put it forward, it's going to be Raheem, right? Uh, based on value, I honestly I'd go Sermon. I think Sermon will will okay. get uh a, like I said a bulk of the goal line carries, so okay. I think he'll get more value. Obviously, Mostert can bust off an eighty fucking yard touchdown run. Yeah, but, yep. Because he does it on a fairly regular basis, yeah. Uh, which can make your week right there in one shot, yeah. Um, but I think Sermon's going to get a bulk of that short yardage, uh, okay. a lot of short carries, maybe some short passes. So he might work. be the vulture to Mostert's. You know, Mostert might do all the mileage, and then again, I don't know that it's really because they did the same thing last year. I mean, obviously they didn't have Tevin Coleman, but they never yeah. used one back, and and Mostert was still valuable when he was out there. So, do you want to play any of them? I would play. I think I would honest. I think both Mostert RB two or RB three. Yeah, I, I think I think I think both Mostert and Sermon can be played as the RB2 okay. or flex. Okay, so this fairly is, this is a scenario where you have uh, sort of a second tier version of uh, of uh, uh, Ingram and Kamara yeah. where you're not getting top top and you know 1A and 1B, but you're getting 2A and 2B. But when you're looking at Sermon, who's RB35 coming off the board overall 96... If you're getting him oh, in the ninth the round, shit out of me. My dog just came running full speed into the shed out here. If you're getting Sermon in the eighth or ninth round as a running back that may be a top twenty-four running back, yeah. Do you see him like a, like a Sermon like a, like a Legarrette Blount where he's just going to get a ton of going and absolutely maybe. I, it's it's hard to say again because it's the Niners and they have this multitude of running backs it's hard to say whether or not yeah. that somebody will get all of the goal line carries or whatnot i see sermon is getting a majority of oh them yeah these dogs are going nuts i'm gonna have to kick them out yeah hi stevie what's up little dude all right let me go take other dogs you guys continue on okay, okay. um that's basically the 49ers hat on with the with the 49ers overall honestly if you can get debo in the eighth round I, I would go. I, I'd go with Debo. Yeah, yeah, because he has a drastic upside. Yeah. So, 
We got the Cardinals. Cardinals. They are the wild card in this division. Slated to be the number four team in this division. It's ridiculous. So they they absolutely have an offense on paper that could absolutely torch. But we saw last year when Kyler Murray got hurt. Mm-hmm. It drastically changed. You got probably the number one possession wide receiver. But you also know that D Hop is not going anywhere but the left side. He won't right. he's staying he on, the on the left, left side. side. That's it. That's where he stays. I mean the the Hell Murray and all that That was ridiculous. <laughs> that shouldn't happen. Calamari still won the top quarterbacks you're gonna draft because yep. he has rushing upside another year removed designed and, rushing too. It's right. not just it's, it's not, not just him scrambling. Yeah. Uh, where he can and he can absolutely like win weeks, but he needs to capitalize on the passing because before he got hurt, he was stretching the field. DeAndre Hopkins. They looked scary before yeah. he got hurt, and then after he got hurt, DeAndre Hopkins had a route bush. It was like ten yards out, ten yards curl, ten yards post. Like yeah. it's it was nothing deep. That's obviously going to be corrected. I think they're going to have a lot more ability. You have DeAndre Hopkins. You don't have to talk about that dude. He's top five wide receiver. Yeah. I'd say. AJ Green came over. I'm going to be hands off on him until you see how he's performing because he hasn't They're played. talking him up. I mean, they, yeah, they talk a lot. I know, I mean, I know it's training camp, but they are talking him up. So. I haven't seen him play an actual game in three years. Right. Then you have AJ. AJ. AJ Brown, uh, Green. Then you have Christian yeah, Kirk, one, which, not brown one. which has flashed off and on. Like, he'll be great, and then no. Then great, and no. But he's more of a straight-down-the-field guy. He's a kind of a speedster on that. I think their third wide receiver isn't, you, you know, you had Andy Isabella, who really hasn't done jack shit. I think their rookie they drafted this year, Rondell Moore, out of, out of Old Miss, is going to be that underneath speedster, dump off they're going to design like bubble screens and stuff for this guy because he's fast as shit yeah because it really sounds like like t hobbs the x receiver mm-hmm. aj green's the y receiver so they're going to be on the outsides yep and then you're going to have rondell moore probably as that slot receiver they don't have a tight end that like you looking in their depth chart they have nothing max williams who the fuck is this dude Never heard of him. The only one previously they had Dan Arnold. Arnold. So. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, and he's not even there anymore. So, what, what, what? The most confusing part on the team is what are they going to do at running back? You have Chase Edmonds, who was really their RB one last year, mm-hmm. and they just brought in James Conner. Oh, don't forget, oh, forgot they that. just added Edo Smith too. <laughs> like I said, they, <laughs> I think. I think Connor, even though he got the free agent deal, is the you need to prove it because in the one season where he replaced Le'Veon Bell when he was holding out, he did great. This past year where he was an absolute bell cow, he can't stay healthy. Gets busted up, and then even then, do you have any any confidence in that running back now? Right, outside right. of you know, it's probably one of the most like standoffish I am of any like starting running back yeah course right. just like, because I don't know which way it's gonna go I, 
I have a feeling I what I heard is that Chase Edmonds has put on 15 pounds of muscle. He's made himself bigger to handle more workload, yet he still got faster. So I think he's he's at least from a player point of view, he's like, this is my team. This is probably Oh, that's right. He bulked up and leaned down all at the same yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Hey, hey. Uh just real quick. So it's uh, called steroids. But <laughs> uh just in case anybody doesn't remember, I now all of a sudden have a house uh, with uh, a three and a half year old and a you know one month older, two month older, whatever. I don't care. It's boring. Um, uh, the best thing about having kids in the house is I have kids snacks in my house now, and it's awesome. I used to go oh. over to Rick's house and hang out all the time, and I get fruit snacks and I get my Teddy Grahams, and now I just have them in my own cup. Here, here, here's a fat guy life hack. Okay, the cinnamon bear Teddy Grahams. And cream cheese. Ooh. Trust me, I don't lie. <laughs> I do generally sh- believe your food takes. That shit is fire. I, I keep wishing that I had a, uh, a tub of uh, chocolate frosting for these because I just want to dip them and then just inject just, the uh, just, diabetes right into me. Just try it. Walter Brimley will fucking roll in his grave, <laughs> but it's All right. fire. Anyways, um, I am getting hungry. But, uh, <laughs> You're, you're drafting Kyler Murray. You're going to be drafting him at his ceiling because of the potential. He right. flashed last year. There is no floor for D-Hop. It's, you're, you're, he's top, you know, in the first round, usually. First round, maybe right at the turn. Especially after what he showed this past year and his ability. The yeah, rest, he's actually going uh, a little bit deeper right now. Uh, wide receiver four off the board. Mm-hmm. Uh, 17th overall. So back of the first, middle of the first round, middle of, the, middle first of round. the second round, yeah, and anywhere from from like one hundred eight into the middle of depending on how you're you're drafting. Yep. The rest of the wide receivers, you're it. They're going to be in sixth, seventh, or undrafted. AJ Green probably is not even going drafted. Christian Kirk might be in like the tenth round, maybe. Uh, AJ Green is going as wide receiver 62. So undrafted. And Kirk is going 67. Undrafted. Uh huh. So, yeah. yeah. So you could have great value at one of those picks. You're going to have to take a dart throw. But, and that's probably exactly what people are. That's probably why they are where they are because people are taking dart throws at the very end of their draft. It's a coin flip. I think I bet you Rondo Moore is probably at least in dynasty is way higher. Oh yeah, for sure. I bet you he's higher than probably either of those two. He's not even on the board in the top uh, 300. Oh, well that's a mistake. 400. He could be, but you're, you're this is cha- not. This is this is his redraft league. You'd redraft, yeah. Chase Edmonds and James Connor. I'm kind of hands off of James Connor until he proves that he can stay healthy and mm-hmm. he's productive. Because last year, even when he is in, he really didn't do it much. Was, yeah, it was not pretty last year. Chase Edmonds had flashes, like he absolutely took over from Kenyon Drake. Even mm-hmm. when Kenyon Drake was healthy. Then Chase got hurt, but he's RB twenty seven, yeah, sixty uh, fourth off the board, and then James Connor is RB thirty nine and ninety seventh off the board, and that's about right, I think, for both yeah. of them. And and I, I I would take, you know, if you want a depth piece to have there, Chase Edmonds is my stab. Yeah, it's not James Connor. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. I think he's got the safer 
safer job there. And uh, who would you rather have though, Chase Edmonds or Raheem Mostert? Uh, you said you you, you mispronounced Trey Sermon. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I'm going off of uh, off of basic ADP here. Uh, I would take because if you're taking Sermon, you're you, you're going almost ten running backs later. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mostert is going just behind because uh, of the way they run the scheme. I would take Mostert because of the volume at running back. Right. Yep. Um, if it's outside of that, you know. I'll be honest with you. In that section, I'm not taking any running back. I'm probably taking wide receivers at that point anyway. So it's not yeah, really a problem Yeah, because you probably stacked up early. I'm probably okay. eight, eight running backs deep by the time I hit <laughs> round six. So so say say you're in round, you know, you're round nine, ten. Yeah, tell me about round nine or ten. Nine or ten. And yeah. you have Chase Edmonds, uh-huh. yeah. James Conner, uh-huh. or you have, say, Denzel Mims. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or Van Jefferson. All probably going close to the same round. Not even close. Denzel Mims is going wildly undrafted. Uh, Edmonds is Edmonds is the guy out of all of that. Yeah, uh, he's going middle of the sixth round, seventh round, and. Uh, uh, it, yeah, everybody else is way behind him, which um, is funny because I would Denzel Mims is going to be probably the wide receiver one on that team. Could be, you think so? But I mean, but you've got a rookie thrown to him, and you just there's a lot of unknowns about there Zach is a lo- there's yeah, a, lot, there of is a lot of unknowns. I think Elijah Moore is a better receiver that I would take. On Denzel that Mims is currently working with a third team offense in training camp and and could be a trade candidate. I'll take Elijah Moore then. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. I'm fluid like water. Yeah, right. That's what's up. That's what's up. Uh, okay. Yeah. M- middling running backs. Chase Edmonds. Uh-huh. Miles Gaskin. Let me let me switch over to running backs real quick. Let's okay. go. Let's so, see who's going around each other in uh, terms of. I'm, I'm going to give you three without looking at ADP. Who would you take? Chase Edmonds, Miles mm-hmm. Gaskin, mm-hmm. Michael Carter. This is the Jets. Okay. We're going to stay in the, over there. Zach Moss. I know who I would take. I'm staying in Miami. Honestly, I think I actually would go Carter uh, for the possible upside. Possible upside there? Yeah. Okay. Because he could be the bell cow for that team. Right. Absolutely, it's a, it's, it's a lot more clear picture. You know, on my, my RB is I'm always looking for a very clear picture. Yeah, I I want to I, I I look for the player that has the possibility of being that three down back. Michael Carter has that possibility yeah. of being that three down back. And the only guy ahead of him right now on the depth chart is Tevin Coleman, who is not a depth no, chart no. leading running back. Mm-hmm. So this is just a matter of he's on the depth time. chart as the number one because it's in his fucking contract, right? Yeah, yeah, right. Because <laughs> right. he was not the number one running back last year. Yeah, uh, right now they're saying that Michael Carter's going to be in a rotation uh, of running backs. Uh, I expect by the middle of the Salah's season, Salah's not an idiot. Right. He's going to have. He's going to see how much. Like I've already seen the everybody at, is, at this time of the year is in a rotational yeah. basis. You know, so, all the beat reports saying that he's showing up on first team offenses. Yeah, it's a good call. That uh, Michael Carter might be the guy. Um, that I that I would take close to those other guys. Um, I'm not sure I would take Chase Edmonds at all. 
Um, Zach, a waiver pickup, see how he pr- plays. But yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, when James Conner has all the uh, work in week one, and, and somebody drops him, yeah, yep, yeah, it's a good call. I, I could see James Conner having a uh, twenty-two carries for forty-two yards. That could happen. <laughs> yeah. And that's after that's, he had a 21 yard run. So the rest of it all, all, all yeah. He he's pulled his career hamstr- on that. He's pulled his hamstring, and now he's uh, or his quad. That was the most frustrating game. He keep coming back in the fucking game. I didn't get a chance to ask you this, Rick, um, on the 49ers. The 49ers have been hit pretty goddamn hard by injury over the last two, maybe even three seasons. Yep. Hi, Fancy Reaper. Yeah, I, I talked about one guy. What's the deal with that? Is there is there any? I mean, I I, I think uh, their strength and conditioning coach got fired. MetLife uh, Stadium. Um, yeah, is it the fact? Is it the ghost of Candlestick Park? I know that. Uh, with doing research on the Niners and whatnot, uh, that was one of Kittle's big things this offseason was changing things up for himself. And working on a very different recovery uh, schedule. Yeah. Um, that he has, that he said he brought into the team as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, so maybe it was a lack of some type of a conditioning or something. I don't know. Yeah. It's really hard to say. I mean, I mean, he doesn't have the same massage therapist as Deshaun Watson. Clearly. But, uh, um, it's hard to say, right? It I mean, really is because I mean, some of these were freak knee injuries. I mean, and and when you have two defensive linemen basically in fucking back to back plays, go yep. down to the same fucking knee injury. Yep, is that a product of the? Are they not working on the stabilizing muscle, or is that or, just or, the yeah. fact that two is defensive linemen that, that went back, went down on a somewhat interesting field? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wasn't that in uh, New York? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it. It's Russell Wilson constantly talks about the fact that he spends a million dollars a year on his body, and I just think, well, that's a really cool thing for a quarterback that makes forty million dollars a year to say. But what about the guys that make seven million dollars a year? Yeah, those offensive linemen that you were complaining about. Right. I swear to God, like I would be so furious if I was that outside your out, outside of your left tackle. They make nothing. Right, right. Anyway, so uh, so jumping back to Arizona, um, if you got to hang your hat on somebody, who do you love? I can't. Uh, well, love? Kyler Murray, obviously. Okay, well, besides Kyler. Uh, well, so where's Kyler being drafted at? He's probably RB, uh, QB four or five. An RB seven? Yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, let me see I here. Four. I think he's four, yeah. Four or five. Holmes, uh, Allen, I think Rogers is actually going ahead of him. Yeah, now. I think yeah, I think his I think Rogers uh, ADP is yet to catch up. Uh, Kyler Murray is currently being drafted as uh, QB three. Uh, so middle, that's his uh, right at the beginning, uh, right at the end of the uh, fourth round. It, um, it, you're, you're, there's definitely absolute Mahomes side upside for his ability, but you're pay- again you're passing so much elite talent in the running back and wide receiver category. Um, I'm hanging, if I had to hang my hat on one person that's not DeAndre Hopkins and not Kyler Murray, it's going to be... Uh, 
Probably Rondell Moore, the rookie wide receiver. Yeah. So, so. Yeah, but he's so far. Okay, so he's he's entirely undrafted, going 218 overall. Okay. Um, uh, I will do a six-pack bet with you right now that he will outperform Christian Kirk. What about AJ Green? Yes. Think, you think he'll out? You think this guy's going to outperform AJ Green in total fantasy points? At total the end of fantasy, year? fantasy points, yes. Half point PPR, like we yep. always do. Yep. Yeah, I'm into that. I'm into that deal. Okay. All right. So AJ Green is going to massively outperform Rondell Moore for one game, and then hurts his toe, <laughs> and then he's fucking done for the season. Oh uh, shoot! I guess you're right. I guess in this one, with when it comes to AJ Green, I can't really use the injury clause no. to get out of the bet, can I? Nope. All right. That comes with the territory. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, yeah, uh, this team is, this is one of those teams that is above average across the board, it seems like, and yet is the worst team in the division. And so they might, on that fact alone, end up out of the playoffs. So, I mean, I don't know what their stats are to make the, uh, what their uh, odds are to make the playoffs uh, or to make the Super Bowl. But they're easily in fourth place in the NFC West. But that's not a knock on them. They're, these guys are good. These guys are fantasy relevant for sure. Um, I would not be so. Whatever team is at the top of the division at the end of the year, none of us will be shocked. Nope. Nobody will be shocked. Um, I would be shocked if, as it seems I perpetually am, uh, I believe that the NFC West is better than almost every other NFC team. However, because we are the NFC West and we always beat each other down, uh, we will end up with the fourth, fifth, and the sixth seed. And it wouldn't surprise me if the Bucks get the number one seed. Bucks are the without the Packers. With how the division is yeah. falling apart for them. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, the Packers now get to play Jared Goff twice a year. And usually they only play them once a year. So that's kind of a gimme there. Yeah, the, the Packers have uh, what is most likely going to be a Justin Fields-led team. So hopefully better uh, with a solid still defense. Solid defense, yep, 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 yep. And still have the Vikings to go against. I mean, if I had to put my money offense. down, I'd put Tampa Bay as the number one and Green Bay as the number two and NFC West as the number three. And the number three or number four only because... Or the number three and four. <laughs> yeah. No, we can't be that. Yeah, it would, be, it would be three it, and five. It will technically be the three and four because yeah. the NFC East is not going to outdo the NFC West. The NFC East Washington, is going to have a home field game. Washington is the only game. one that has a shot. I will tell you this. Odds on favorite, NFC, NFC East has a home game against an NFC West team. Yes. Yes, it does. <laughs> that, it will happen. Yep. So, see, uh, I, I see Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is kind of like... You have milk in your refrigerator, and it's like a day or two past when you're supposed to be drinking it, <laughs> but it's still okay. Yeah, because there there is a finite time frame on that team, and it all comes down to twelve. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Fucking uh, plant based protein bullshit. Okay, so real hundred, quick, hundred bucks on the table. Hundred bucks on the table. What team are you going to pick for the NFC West win? The NFC West. Yeah. Rams. Who, who wins the NFC West? Rams. Rams. Who wins the NFC West? Niners. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say the Rams. 
I'm going to say the Rams are going to win. It's their defenses. It's their defenses so well, fucking Well, I'm not good. paying out $100 to both you guys <laughs> if the Rams get I'm it. I'm not paying out $100 to either of you guys. I'm just trying to put that, uh, the I, onus out well, there. We'll, I we'll do fight wanna, it out in the Jell-O-filled mini pool out here. <laughs> I do want to point out that in every one of the divisional bets that we have, Scott is in one of them. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm the Scott only one on that bets. Scott is on one side. <laughs> I'm, I'm the heavy better here. It's either Frodo and Scott... Myself and Scott, or all three of us. <laughs> so I'm involved no matter what. Yes, every ga- one of them. I have a gambling addiction. <laughs> Shock. <laughs> Look, honestly, at the end of the day, I don't do heroin, so it's okay. Uh, NFC West, though, that's uh, this is probably one of the more fun divisions that we get to do, that we get to walk, and we happen to live in it. Um, this is a, a, a perennially competitive division. Um, and, uh, the, the only, the only one that rivals it might be the AFC East. Is that the Dolphins? Yeah. Uh, they've got a, a lot of good teams in the East now. Um, and so, so I feel like that's the only one, the only division that might be able to, uh, actually go toe to toe, uh, division record wise. Um, Dolphins I, did last year. The only team they didn't win beat was your Seahawks. Yeah. Goddamn right, because we the best. We took it down the wire, though. Except the worst. I don't want to talk about the game that went against. Yeah, the that Rams. wasn't so good on your part or that the Rams' was fucking part. Awful. The Dolphins Cardinals game was fucking fantastic. That was a good game. The 49ers and the Cardinals was just. I, I turned it off halfway through the game. Yeah, well, I don't. I don't even think I made it halfway through. I think I ended like halfway through the second quarter. You mean, Niners Dolphins? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was, was like 41 to 3. That's yeah, it was right. fucking it was a awful. It was fucking I remember awful. that. That was when Jimmy G was back but not back. Yeah. And they kept hitting him oh, and intercepting it, was it. Awful. Yeah, yeah, that's right. They they brought him back early. Um even though the other guy, what's the other guy's name? Uh uh, 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 was, uh no, no, no. No, it was CJ uh, Beathard at the time. Yeah, I was going to say Beathard. Yeah, uh, CJ Beathard at the time. Uh he was he was playing okay. Yeah. And uh, they brought Garoppolo back anyway and uh-huh. then he got their ass kicked. Yeah. Uh okay, so that's it uh for uh the divisional breakdowns. Uh we are done with that. Uh we're done with that. Uh next week, uh I don't even know what we're going to talk about next week. I think we're We'll, uh, we'll talk about top Probably top tens of the wide receiver and running backs, and probably yeah, top positional players and top five of the tight ends because we don't really care after that. Uh, you we'll probably talk about the back five of the tight ends because the top five are easy. You know what we could do? It's and it's easy to do because we can you can Circle screen record, huh? Circle well, Kirk? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. I thought we were doing that. I'll already. bring the waffle. How, how do you think we're gonna get the cream cheese for the Teddy Grams? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I thought a good idea would be doing a mock draft. You can screen record on Sleeper, and we can talk it through, and we can actually put it yeah, up on Twitter or Facebook. Mock, mock draft. That'd be kind of fun. Yeah, let's do that. Pick, we'll do that. Pick random spots. Yep. Yeah. Or make, make it pick we'll make it random, and we'll... Uh, in each team, and we'll just mm-hmm. rip, quickly run through it. Yep. That'd be all right. We can do that. Okay, uh, so that's what we're going to do next week. We're going to talk top tens, and we'll do a quick mock draft as well. Uh, we are in preseason football uh and we're all very excited about the fact that it's getting closer and closer and closer we don't have uh we don't have a weekend without football until february february the the week the week before uh the all-star game oh wait no there's not a there's not a gap yeah the the, the pro bowl no it's pro bowl super bowl and then we're done yeah week 17 week 18 yeah then pro bowl then, then, or is there a week in between? I feel like there's a week in between no. Pro Bowl. There's no, not, is no. it? 
Okay. All right. Anyway, so we're going to be back next week with some cool shit to do. Uh, you guys, uh, peace out. We'll see you guys next time. Peace.